Well, that partnership lasted long, didn't it? Now everything's up in the air and Balam have to hope that Kirit doesn't dob them in it, especially as they're currently not on good terms. First, let's talk about Monday, where we see Ben's uneasiness grow at Kirit's plans for the business, plans that he didn't agree to and is guilted into letting slide. For a silent partner, Kirit is not very quiet, with several people being informed about his new investment while Ben is out running errands. Suki is, of course, not very impressed, writing off the place as a tired old backstreet garage, and is she wrong? Though to be fair she was never going to like the idea of them being more involved with the Mitchells. Jay's next to find out when Kirit offers to take a message for Ben, and as expected, he has reservations about an outsider buying into a Mitchell business as well, and suggests to Kirit that he stay as silent as possible. He's very aware that the arches is Ben's inheritance and the grief that might come out of Ben selling part of that to anyone, let alone upon SR. Ash advises Kirit to do it for himself and not Suki, because he's never going to please her. Cut the apron strings, i.e. her influence, sound familiar? Only something tells me Kirit struggles with that the same way Ben does, so it's not as easy as simply not worrying about impressing her. And he's not the only one trying to live up to his name as Vinny asks him for help coming up with his own business to try and make a name for himself within the family. I have a niggling feeling that he'll get his wish, but that it won't be good news for Ben. Are we going to see a Panesar takeover of the arches? The man himself appears for one scene in this EP, staring up at the sign Kirit's decided to add to the garage, from Kirit's dad's first shop. It's a worn-out sign but the Panesar name is clear as day as it sits right below the Mitchell's auto sign. It's obviously not something Kirit has ran past Ben, who wants to know why the sign is sitting on his garage. When Kirit corrects him to say their garage, Ben points out that Kirit was supposed to be hands-off, a silent partner. Bless him though, he's trying so hard to remain polite as he asks what's changed, but he's not happy with the control being taken away from him, especially when it concerns the arches, which is not just attached to him, but attached to the family, and therefore there's a bigger weight of responsibility. Kirit reasons that if you own something, you want your name on it, and if he's a 50-50 partner, his sign should be up there with Ben's. Silent partner indeed. Only thing is, Kirit doesn't know anything about fixing motors, be the premise of the business, and Ben highlights this. But Kirit is an infuriatingly smooth talker, and he replies that he doesn't need to, that's Ben's job. But he wants to get involved, and has a few ideas, including making a deal with a guy who could bring them in guaranteed business every month. It's hard to argue that it's good for the business, and so Ben doesn't, but he rubs his chin as he looks up at the signs and he's definitely anxious about the whole thing. It's more control than he's comfortable giving away. I'm sure Kirit can sense it too as he keeps going, trying to convince Ben that he cares about the business and wants the best for it, because he might not know much about the industry, but he has fond memories of him and Jags as kids watching their dad fix up an old banger, because apparently he did that on a weekly basis alongside running a shop, who knew. He tells Ben that Jags would have cared about the place and all, especially with their name up on the door. And while I'm pretty sure Kirit was trying to appeal to Ben's sense of family, knowing it's what they have in common after all, it just serves to make Ben feel guilty all over again about what happened to Jags, and the fact that he's now in serious business with a man who could really make him suffer, and not just physically now, if he found out that Ben didn't do everything he could to protect Jags like Kirit thinks he did. And although Jags dying isn't Ben's fault, he's still letting Kirit think he can be trusted, that they can be business partners, whilst keeping that secret which is something that Ben himself was so against back when Kirit and Sharon were sneaking around. The shoe's on the other foot now, 
and it's not very comfortable. By the way, you may or may not have noticed it in this short scene, but the usual black bump that indicates Ben's implant was invisible, so presumably it was not there. For such a short scene, and based on the fact it is visible in Tuesday's episode, I would guess that what happened was it was either left in the dressing room, or they had a problem getting it to adhere on set, which seems to be a little bit of an issue anyway, due to the fact Max has to glue it to his hair, and due to time restrictions had to film without it. I reckon an attempt was made to get an angle where it wouldn't be noticeably absent, only of course very little gets past us, and the angle was just a smidge too close to the back of Max's head for it to be feasible that it actually was there. Whatever the backstory, I think it's clear we're not expected to believe Ben suddenly doesn't need his cochlear implant, just as Callum wasn't meant to lose half his face in a split-screen scene with Ash the other month, so we'll let them off. I will headcanon that it was there. Or you could headcanon that Ben decided to have a rest from it in this scene if you wanted. On to Tuesday, and we open the episode with Ben and Callum both staring up at the new-slash-old Ponesar sign hanging up at the arches. Callum knows his husband very well, and knows that he is not a fan of the sign being up there, and he points it out to Ben as proof that this was a bad idea. It's an indication of Kirit taking charge and Ben finding it hard to put his foot down, partly because he'd been backed into a corner with Kirit's logic, and also partly because of the guilt he feels about Jags, especially after Kirit mentioned him the previous day. We know Callum doesn't like the deal because of the fact it puts them in close proximity with Kirit with the stakes so high, but here I think he's appealing to the other reason it's not good, which is that Ben is losing control of a place that means a lot to him. There's also the fact that the more control Kirit is given, the more leverage and power he has if he finds out the truth, and he could make their lives even more difficult. However, Ben insists that he's got this, it's just a sign after all. He's trying to convince himself as much as he is Callum when he downplays it as Kirit just trying to feel like a big boy. But neither look convinced as Ben turns back to look up at the sign with an exhale, and Callum looks over at him with a disbelieving nod of the head. Has Ben really got this? Well, not really. Next thing we see is Kirit happily bidding farewell to a gentleman at the arches as Ben watches on disapprovingly from behind a car he's polishing. Kirit informs Ben that he's a mate from the casino who may be about to give them his business, and it's good business as he's got a fleet of classic cars in Lawton, which is northeast of London, near Epping Forest. Miles away according to Ben, and he wants to know why the guy would want to choose them. Well, it's because Kirit gave him a cheeky discount, and when Ben hears that he is not happy because they don't do discounts. Kirit points out that you sometimes have to in order to hook someone in, and he's not wrong it's like an introductory offer sort of thing. He knows what he's talking about, and Ben I'm sure knows that, but he wasn't consulted, and although Kirit has good intentions, he's overstepping and Ben feels pushed out as a result. So as a result, Ben is resistant to the idea and tells Kirit he's not going to do the same amount of work for less money. Kirit accuses him of not thinking long-term and the benefits that hooking this guy in would bring, including more business from his friends who also have car collections. But Ben continues to dig his heels in and argue that they don't have the time or space for all those cars. And maybe he's got a point, with an increased workload in a short space of time possibly not being feasible, but I think it's more likely that he was just being contrary because he doesn't like Kirit telling him how to run the Mitchell business. He tries to explain this to Kirit, not wanting to sound ungrateful for Kirit's investment, but protective of the place, and even though Kirit's ideas are actually good and sensible, Ben doesn't want to relinquish his control and tells Kirit that he's been doing this a long time, knows how it works, and they do it his way, the way he knows. 
All he wanted was the investment and Kirit to be a silent partner, he still wants to prove himself with the least amount of help possible. Kirit appears to back down, muttering that Ben's the boss, but clearly he disagrees with Ben's assertion that his way is the best way. Cut to a confrontation in the cafe, where Ben approaches Kirit at his table, throws down a piece of paper and demands to know what it's all about. Kirit isn't stupid, and knows what the issue is, but he feigns ignorance for a moment, explaining that it's the acceptance of their terms of business, presumably including the discount that Ben was very much against. Poor Ben gets all agitated as he reminds Kirit that he said they don't do discounts so he needs to call his guy back and tell him. We've got Callum standing in the background as well, I'm guessing he came in behind Ben while he was throwing the paper down in front of Kirit, or he just happened to be standing there all ready to witness the partnership disintegrate. But Kirit is firm and says he's not going to do such a thing, and while he heard Ben earlier, he doesn't agree with him. Ben is trying to keep a handle on his rage as Kirit goes on to point out that he's an equal partner in the business now, that he bailed Ben out when no one else would, that being Ben's own parents. Ouch, so now Ben has to listen to him, and even though they might not agree, Ben still has to listen and learn to trust him. I mean, it is a bit rich of Kirit to suggest Ben listen to him when Kirit clearly didn't listen to Ben. Kirit wants to see a bit of return on his investment, of course he does, but it wasn't part of the deal when he offered it to Ben. He obviously doesn't trust that Ben will keep it running efficiently as a legit business but he's asking Ben to trust him. It is a real knock on Ben's pride in any case. The tension is high, and Callum decides to casually interject to ask if everything is okay before there's bloodshed. That little eyebrow raised towards Ben is hilarious to me, he knows quite rightly that things are not okay, and he's come to de-escalate before Ben makes an enemy out of Kirit. Kirit's eyes are on Ben as he downplays the tension, claiming they're just talking business, but Ben argues that they aren't talking business because the business isn't up for discussion, he doesn't want to change the way things are, he wants to run it his way. Callum sees a great opportunity to interject and politely suggest that if things aren't working out between them then it's maybe best they cut their losses. Sounds reasonable? And at this point Ben is thinking the same. They get Kirit out, and there's less risk in him finding out about Jags, and also Ben gets full control of his inheritance again. Kirit is taken aback at the suggestion, and Callum tries to smooth it over, reasoning that it doesn't have to get nasty or personal, he's already aware of the existing risks of that, but it's just that they tried something and it hasn't worked out. That's all well and good, but Kirit then brings up the small matter of his investment money. How are they going to buy him out? Callum has no clue but he tries to sound confident by insisting they'll find a way, bless him. I think the pretense of him offering some detached objective advice did slip a bit there. Kirit can't see how they can buy him out if Ben, aka Callum's husband, that won't ever get old, had to accept his money in the first place in order to pay off the loan shark, pointing out again that no one else would touch him with a 10-foot pole. The bravado comes out for Ben then, claiming that he only accepted the money because he had the elusive Mr. Sully breathing down his neck, but now he's had time to think, let's ignore the fact that it's Kirit's money that allowed him to do that in the first place, and of course it's not that he's been thinking as such, it's that he's been feeling like an outsider in his own business, and wants to take it back because, as said before, it's still his baby. Kirit goes back to the fact that it's his money, and tells Ben that he's got as much time as he gives him. Balam have similar reactions, Callum scoffs and shakes his head in the background as Ben sarcastically sucks in air as if in pain, covering up what I imagine is a bit of fear about what Kirit means with a mocking comment about how he thought they were mates. 
Kirit is unflinching, and so Ben gets serious and tells him he'll get him his money, as he doesn't need it, or Kirit, they're done. And he grabs the terms of business and waltzes off, with Callum looking as if he's going to say something. But best not, I think. The reality is Ben does need that money, and they all know it. Now he has to find more money to give it back to Kirit, as it went to that loan shark. In debt to a man who he's just fallen out with, and when there's potential for it to get even worse. It's not great. Stuck between a rock and a hard place is Ben. Now, according to the spoilers we were supposed to see Ben on his way to apologize, and I suppose that could be what is happening in our last scene. Though Ben turning up on the corner of the street to watch Kirit getting arrested for actual bodily harm, as we saw in the episode, seems quite ambiguous for now. Perhaps there's a missing Balam scene where Ben decides to apologize, with encouragement from Callum, of course, maybe there will be something in the next episode. As it is, all we've got is Ben witnessing Kirit's arrest for what he did to Simon, then informing Callum, who approaches behind him and asks what's going on. And it's Callum who gets the duff-duff, probably as he's realizing that Kirit's arrest means he and Ben are potentially in the firing line now. So how did the police find Kirit? I saw some suggestions that it could have been Ben or Callum calling the police, but I can't see it. If Ben was going to apologize, then it can't have been him, you'd think, seems like a mixed signal. And that's not even considering the fact that he just wouldn't risk Callum getting into trouble like that, knowing that his search on Simon is on record and is in danger of being discovered and connected to Simon's assault. It does conveniently give him more time to find money to buy Kirit out, but I'm still not convinced he had anything to do with it. Then you've got Callum who was trying to de-escalate the tension earlier, getting Kirit arrested seems a bit counterproductive to that. Plus he's the one most worried about the repercussions of his unauthorized search, for himself and for Ben, who's the one with the motive. The police mentioned evidence, so I reckon they might have found him through blood evidence, has Kirit ever been arrested before? Maybe there's a blood sample on file? Or maybe a piece of clothing or something left at the scene? Or perhaps we're just meant to assume that Kirit is the only turban-wearing resident living near the gym Simon was attacked outside and somehow the police found him that way. Maybe all will be revealed, maybe it won't. But Kirit's arrest comes at a pretty bad time, just after falling out with Balam. Would he feel compelled to protect them at this point? Maybe he will and Ben will feel even more guilty, that Kirit protected them at personal cost to him when Ben didn't protect Jags. It's a bit of a sticky situation all round. And the best slash worst part is that we have no idea of the outcome, it's all embargoed. So we'll have to wait for Thursday to find out what's going on.